I can come in, Rachel. Hello, hello. Rachel. Ah, here we go. There's no video. There's no I ran video. away. <laughs> you ran away. I ran away. We both ran away. Nice to meet you. I love this. What is this? It's amazing. This is my studio. This is amazing. This is my second life. Yes. Oh, I don't know where to begin. This is amazing. <laughs> Dude, okay, you've got a table. That's good. I do. I need yeah. about five minutes to set up and a plug. That's great because I haven't actually finished making the coffee yet. Shooting it raw? Yes, shooting it raw. So, Rachel P. Smith, what's the P for? Just to, to kind of separate? In the, um, in the if your name is Rachel Smith, you would put an initial in the middle as That's well. That's true. What's P for? Um, it's my middle initial. Okay. For, yeah. I have to say, before we even start, I don't even know if it's recording, but... You have the best voice. Oh, thank you very much. In person, I don't know what happened because <laughs> it's totally falling oh. apart. But in the podcast, mm. the best voice. So it's very dreamy. It's, a, it's my podcasting voice. <laughs> very dreamy. So I actually, I actually work for the Jockey Club as well, okay. doing the on-course announcements. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, so that sounds really exciting, but it's just the legal stuff. Uh -huh. Like it's really boring. Right. But. That's kind of how I got into voice okay. work, okay. was working for them. And, you know, I went in and I was really nervous the first couple of days. And I thought, oh, what I want to do is I want to sound like that person in Welcome. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who's doing the, like, really? in aisle four. Oh, really? <laughs> so you like, have the, 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 sort of the Cantonese accent, though. Uh, no, no, this is the English side. Oh, okay. um, and, and it was, and I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to channel. So I do my little, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome right. to the I'm gonna I, race I'm going to break you. I'm going to break you. No, no, it's not. Oh, don't time. worry, don't worry. It, it, it fluctuates. But when I tell stories on stage for Hong Kong Stories, yeah. I hate how my voice ends up because I'm not controlling it. I'm too busy telling a story, so I'm not carefully curating my voice the way that I can do when I'm hosting the podcast and ah, I can just re-record. Right. Right? I don't hate it. I mean, that's too strong a Come word. On. But yeah. I'm always just a little bit like, oh, I wish I would have lowered that tone and not raised at the end of sentences. Are, <laughs> you, are you, would you describe yourself as somebody who's uh, a, a perfectionist for, or for attention for detail? Like, would you, no. would you be, would you be an accountant? Absolutely not. Okay. I am so <laughs> shit at things like that. <laughs> so awesome. shit. Awesome. Um, but uh, when I'm doing something I care about, I care about doing it well. Yeah. So I can see that. In that case, you know, if we're talking about sort of watercolor painting, yeah. I'm well known for being like very anal retentive. Right, 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 yeah. right. I'm like... Uh, no, I, I must use the right paint. Sure, I must use the sure. right paper. I must use. No, no. Well, I think it, those are kind of the instruments that you're, that you're, you're for, like a musician gets their instrument. Yeah. Uh, the the Jenny Page who I had mm. on the podcast last week was uh, she plays the the oboe mm. and she's telling me about how you know the it's a double reed instrument and that really you have to kind of they, they have to conform to your mouth. They're your instruments. So it's the same way with the same it? thing with your with your materials. Yeah, and it allows me as well. I I do a lot of stuff that I give myself rules mm -hmm. that limit what I do mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. because I find that to be bizarrely immensely freeing. No, for sure, for sure. And so now that I've used you know very professional materials and created work that I'm very proud of, mm. when I want to play, 
I can go back and just use crap. Yeah, yeah. And I come up with all kinds of stuff that I'm super excited about. And right. I can either reproduce that in good quality again, or I can keep going with the less good materials, right. depending on what it is that I want to do with it. So okay. it, it becomes really exciting to even pick up a paintbrush and a crappy set of kids' paints and go, right. well, let's see what I can, how far sure. I can push this medium. Rachel. Mm. Smith, Rachel Smith. Uh, <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> no. So normally what I do is I get the, pre the person to first talk about, you know, what does photography mean to them? Mm. And then that's usually how the podcast starts. Like that's yeah, yeah. a four-year-old job. But you screw that format. Let's play with it. Oh, so we've, we we've already, you've already, dove, you've already given a window into your head. So uh, we'll talk about the space in a second, which I'm completely in love with. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let, let me ask you the question then. What... In, okay, so you're obviously a creative uh, spirit, creative artist. Um, we're surrounded by your work. We're surrounded by, by, we're in your studio. What is, what, so what does photography mean to you? Well, photography and I have a complicated relationship mm. because I've, I spend my life making visual art. Photography and I have never gotten along. Okay. Um, so I am crap at photographing my work. I am crap at framing a photograph. But my husband is an incredible photographer. Oh. So I really, really had to... Okay, so please stop. Let's cut this conversation short. Bring mm. your husband in and I'll have... I'm just joking. No, no. No, no, no that's totally fine. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. No, no. I don't want to talk to him. I... You might want to. No, no, no. He's keep very going. interesting. Keep going. Except there's no interesting people on the podcast. So. <laughs> no, but... Um, He's a very good photographer. Yeah. And he's a very good portrait photographer. Oh, nice. So we've been married now for mm, 22 years, I think. And Sweet, yeah. um, I just leave the photography to him. Like, so I don't feel the pressure to be good at photography. I don't feel right. the pressure to have a good feeling for photography sure, and stuff sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure. No, I got it. I got <laughs> so um, I appreciate it. And through him, I've learned much better what um, what to look for in photography and right. how to find something that that is is you can see the work that's gone into it in terms okay. of people's eye and their framing their composition um, and even though I can't emulate that I, th I feel like through him I found a better appreciation for the amount of effort that it takes to take right. a good photograph <laughs> okay okay now let's just say uh, I was speaking to uh, a biologist mm -hmm. whose job does field field research and doesn't really make creative art. Mm -hmm. But I say to them, well, what's photography to you? For him or her, it's, it's, a, it's a tool, right? So going back to the question, okay, I think there's the, the tension of, or the sort of attention to photography as a creative medium that you don't use. Mm. Mm. But so then for creative work, but what is photography for you? Is it, maybe it's just a tool. Maybe it's just it's, a... No, it's, it, it's everything from um, a, a craft to a um, high art form. It, okay. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like, as you said before, playing music, uh, which is also a, like, it's like another universe that I don't understand. Mm. Love to hear it. Don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how to do any musical stuff. Right, right. But I've, find that photography because um, because that I had that slight insight into that world um, I, I really appreciate a lot of it um, 
One of the our favorite photographers in Hong Kong is is Ho Fan okay. and, and the um, work that he's done. And I love the storytelling element when you get right. a good photographer. Anything to do with storytelling, I'm on board. Okay, okay. Right? And I... the way that you can tell a story with a photograph is the same thing that I do when painting. I'm right, just right, find painting right. easier than clicking you sure. on the shutter. Sure. No, no, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Because there's a lot of stuff and I can't be expert in everything. So yeah. I'm just Look, leave I, it behind. <laughs> totally great. Yeah. How, how long have you been in Hong Kong? Since 2005. 2005. Wow. Yeah. We got here in 2003. Right. Why are we only meeting now? I don't know. It's not right. Yeah, this I don't know. This is weird, man. Like, okay, so let, for, for the listeners, here's my journey. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy raining, blah, blah, blah. I take, I took a motorcycle into Saikong. Then I took a mini bus over to the juice of the garbage. Drink freely. Shooting it raw. You're just fine. We're having coffee at our studio. <laughs> uh, take the mini bus into, get to Nathan Road. Walk through Nathan Road. Nathan Road's like intense. Come up to this eighth. What? Sorry, it's my favorite joke. What is Intense. Yeah. Oh, intense. Like the Bedouin. They're nomadic like, people. Ah, they live in tents. Ah, right. Sorry. Those are my people. Yeah, they live in tents. So they're it's intense. It's true. We're intense. You're right. <laughs> it makes sense. And <laughs> no, I got it. Okay. It okay. never <laughs> stops being funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, Sorry. Made, no, no, it's great. It's great. No, no, don't stop. <laughs> I, I, Anytime you say that you. word okay, anywhere okay, in the universe, sure, sure. know that I am giggling. Well, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it because that's a really intense reaction. <laughs> okay, um, you're on the eighth floor, and it's really like I love this about Hong Kong. Like from the outside, it's like whatever. And then you come upstairs, and you got this studio, which is very rare. I've been to a couple of studios with a different uh, podcast guest, but this is rare and it's amazing. And um, we're gonna get to know you through your work. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I totally interrupted your story of how you got here. You were on Nathan Road and it was intense and then you never, you missed it. Then but, you stopped well, Yeah, there. I found the building. I walked over. Yeah, I didn't have to kill anybody. I saw, I saw people. It's morning, so we're just having our coffee. <laughs> so the, let's dive into the first photograph, shall okay. we? Yeah, sure. Which I'm going to put my glasses back on so no I can problem. see it. You titled it Identity. Mm. As an image, it's hard to, 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 like, within the frame, there's, like, two, four, uh, let's say, 10, mm-hmm. 20, let's say 30 sort of silhouettes or 25 silhouettes of people in various um, states of expression, uh, kind of just standing as if somebody, it's, it's, not, it's more of an illustration, but it could have been, a, at the base, a photograph. Hard to know because there seems to be a lot of um, image manipulation. It's it's basically these white, sorry, these blacks sort of if faded. You turn around, a little you'll bit see it on the wall. It's on the wall there. Yes, there we go. Oh, so okay. So what it is? It's a light box. It's a light box. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the story of this amazing? Piece. So can I get it off the wall and show it to you? Or no, I sure. should talk about the photograph. However okay. you like. So. This is a piece that I've, I've been working on. It's a series that I'm working on at the moment. And um, this is only one piece of it. But you uh, you explicitly said three to four photographs. I've pushed it to four, so, you know. It's perfect. So there's a second photograph that goes with this where the light is on. And when the light is on, the gaps ah. in the rows of people are filled in. Got it, got it, got it. 
And this is a piece of work that I'm, I'm currently, it's not, not finished yet, um, and there's a series that goes with it, and it's all about loss and longing and about finding your place and finding where you fit into the community. So in order for the light to go on, the viewer needs to be involved in the artwork. Okay. There's a button that you need to press. Right. And that button turns light on, and if you let go, the light goes off and right. the gaps are there again. So this is about um, finding community and finding identity and finding yourself and your place within it. Because I think um, I've spent a lot of time being an other, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. being a bit of a fish out of water, um, fitting into lots of different places, but not necessarily taking them as my full place. And mm. in Hong Kong in the last few years, this has been a place where I've delved in fully. You know, I'm fully immersed in, in Hong Kong and quite committed to this space and so this is part of how I'm trying to tell people that in order to be valued as a member of the community you have to join in as well okay. without you there's no connection right right and I got it I got it I know that that, that, that sometimes talking about a work which is a feeling mm. and the words are um, appro- approximations or and representations of the feeling you know sometimes it can feel like I, on the audio you can't see it but as you're finishing your sentence and maybe you could hear it in the tone of your voice mm. um there was a sort of self um awareness or so, sort of almost i wouldn't say embarrassment but it's like mm. you're kind of finishing it off as as n- not with a sort of conviction and assertiveness as if you're mm. sort of you know s- selling an idea I, like so mm-hmm. but um i understand that I think the notion of identity for Hong Kong is incredibly sensitive and current. Mm. And so, for example, in the work that I've done, we've always talked about Hong Kong being, you know, also a, um, like a conduit, you know, essentially like a a meeting point or whatever for people who are coming through and everything. And it's for the people who settle, Mm -hmm. you know, like myself, like yourself, like, we're people who like, you can cough, it's allowed to cough. I was burping. You can burp, <laughs> fart, it's, it's raw, do it all. I'm so podcast, I like know. conscious, it's you know. Fine, I'm like, it's fine. audio needs to be clean. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, I'm going to break you. No, okay. Um, you go ahead and try. <laughs> you go ahead. But I love it, I love it. Uh, um, oh. You see? Is that me? Boom, perfect. Okay. Sorry about. House. Where are you from in Canada? Uh, Southwestern Ontario. Oh, ah. you're actually from Canada, so I can I can be more specific because right. homesick Europeans, you know, name right, our country. Right, right. So it's usually like, so I went to primary you're school. You're from Bar- in... Barry or Hamilton? No, no, no. Um, from Niagara. a very small town. Okay. Yeah. Meaford. No, smaller. My my town has two hundred people. In You've it. heard of Meaford? Um, as a fellow Canadian, I, I hear it in your voice. Okay, but but it's also interesting in terms of the. You come from a, a, a place like Canada. Mm-hmm. Where, so where have you lived before Hong Kong? So before Hong Kong, when I left Ontario, I moved to Vancouver for a while. And then I moved to China, mm-hmm. to Chengdu. And then I moved from there. I came to Hong Kong. And I arrived in Hong Kong during a typhoon. Nice. Yeah. And I thought, being Canadian, I'm like, God, everybody says Hong Kong's really busy, but... There's nobody around. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and it's just a bit windy and rainy. Like, there's no snow. It's yeah, not freezing or yeah, anything. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, like, what's the danger? <laughs> so, uh, 
Um, yeah, anyways, I came through Hong Kong, was trying to go to Taiwan, but they wouldn't let me in because I'd washed my passport in the washing machine by accident, which is apparently not a great thing I to do. Re- okay, I didn't. Okay, I learned something new all the time. Yeah, awesome. laundering passports, but actually laundering them. Right. Not. <laughs> That's okay. And then uh, um, I met my husband, and he said, when I was in the visa office, he said, why don't you come to England? Because he was studying in England. Why don't you come to England with me? It's an island just like Taiwan. So I said, okay. And You're a nutter. <laughs> a fucking nutter. I love it. Well, and you I'm, thought, oh, he's pretty charming. It seemed normal at the time. Sure. It seemed like, I. what was I going to do? I could have flown back to Canada yeah. and gone back to a regular life, or I could have just kept adventuring. Amazing. And I hadn't maxed out my credit card yet, so you might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if it didn't work out, you go the other direction. Exactly. Like, I yeah. mean, what's the worst thing that could exactly. happen? Now, I mean, admittedly, they kept me in immigration for eight and a half hours because my passport had been washed. Right, right, right. Um, and at that time, we didn't have mobile phones or anything. Oh, so, um, or... And I only met my husband five days before. Wow. Um, and so I was waiting in detention and, and wondering if... Right. There's all these people around me sure. who are really distressed. They're like, don't sure, send me sure, back sure. home. They're going to yeah, kill yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like... Wash my passport. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they're going to have to send me back to Canada, send me back to Hong Kong, or let me out. And they let me out. And my husband, my now husband, but then uh, recent acquaintance, was still there. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Waiting for me. Because we had no phone numbers or... Amazing. Amazing. Identity. Amazing. So, okay. So a person like this, Canada, you know... Famously, lots of space, mm. concentrated populations, mm-hmm. and I think Canada Canadians wrestle with the concept of identity quite a bit. Yes, because, very much so. And what's interesting about I don't know if you feel this way, totally fine. But how I what I think what makes Canada really interesting is there is there's this lack of gung ho Canadian patriotism. Like mm. I think Canadians are patriotic, but it's not like. It's a very kind of demure, kind of slightly embarrassed, like, maybe not. It's demure and embarrassed, but it's also rock solid at the core, I oh, Okay, think. okay. I think there's a lot there that, sure. that makes it really, but the need to scream about it isn't right. as important, right. which is right. something I, I really value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, idea that, you know, you can say whatever you want about Canada, I'm comfortable with that, what it means to me. What I really like about meeting people like you is that well you know for the show for the po- for the podcast mm-hmm. this is about you know creative expression that's one of the important <clears throat> one of the important values creative pre- expression strong women leadership that kind of stuff and surrounded in your studio there are all these artifacts of ways in which you're expressing your inner self and so when you came up with this notion of the identity piece, mm. um, and, and to, to just kind of describe it a little bit more, like when you look at it, it's all these people in silhouette, kind of holding hands. Not re- I, it's you have to pay attention, but then you you know you can sort of see. Essentially, it's people it's people in silhouette, and there's a lot of white space. So that's one version, and the other version is that you turn on the light, which is is what connects people even mm-hmm. more, right? Is that mm-hmm. what, okay? Yeah, that's the connection. It's the right. connection from the viewer itself. The viewer. Oftentimes in artwork, the, the, the consumer, the viewer, the person who's, who's looking at the art mm. or in, is not interacting. Right. All they're doing is looking at it. Right. And you're this passive, unconnected 
person. Now the artwork might connect with you, but you can't connect with the artwork sure. in the same way. Sure. Like it's not, sure. it's a one way street. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's so bullshit. Have you had a lot of, <laughs> but have you had a lot of pieces around this theme or is this one example of the theme that's come up that you thought this is a very concrete way of materializing that feeling? Um, I'm the, I'm this year. I'm working on light boxes. Oh, so nice. Okay. It's this is the new iteration of it. Um, 2019, I made match boxes, um, which are I took a diary. I did a diary, 365 days. I made a match box each day with a little diorama inside of it, oh, talking wow. about my day. So that was wow. my first like real connecting. And then of course, with everything that happened in 2019, that became quite a yeah, record it, yeah, of yeah, yeah. the situation. Um, and then last year, 2020, I made paper mobiles. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed. First of all, the match boxes were distilling a day into a tiny little yeah. piece yeah and the mobiles were distilling and i i thought a, a, i guess a message mood message a atmosphere mood, an thought? atmosphere yeah. an idea into okay. a silhouette into right. some simple right. paper shapes right right right, right. and right. that that had to like i loved i loved simplifying That's it and stripping away everything that was that was superfluous yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to that core idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that we have all this shared um, cultural identity or, or cultural pointers. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that we have all of those sure. things and you can put up this one image. Yeah. Like the image, you see the, the yellow lantern right? yeah, over yeah. there, Hong Kong windows, right? You see that and you think Hong Kong windows. Sure. Everybody does who's been to Hong Kong. Yeah. Like, That's a Hong Kong window. Sure, it's sure, just a sure. window. But it's a Hong Kong window and it says something. It's something about where it is and what it is. And all that imagery just says so much and that storytelling. So I really enjoyed that and I wanted to try some more interactive things. So Mm -hmm. the mobiles were great because they're really... There's still yeah. one up there, and there's more in the hallway. But they're dimensional, like as they they're move. They're three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they're really soothing to look at because yeah. we needed soothing in 2020. And so they're really soothing. They're really just wonderful to just look at, turning gently yeah. and being. Um, but the light boxes, I wanted something more interactive. Mm. Then it's time to stop being, um, you know, with the, with everything that happened in 2019, and then things became really passive for 2020. And 2021 is a time not to be passive anymore again and to look around you and say, where is my role in this community? How Mm. do I become a valid and valued member? And how do I, how do I make other people, how do I give other people a space or make space for other people to also become value, valuable members Uh and valued? Well, in, in, from your words to describe it, like you are literally creating the connection by participating with it mm. so as an observer you see you're kind of you're seeing a crowd and you kind of you give life to that crowd by mm. interacting with it or whatever i mean these are just thoughts yeah that's, that's um, the general idea is that the, you're seeing a community of people they're mm-hmm. they're linked together mm. but there's holes in the community there's gaps right right and those gaps can't be filled without you now the people who don't live in hong kong at this time in history are going to get one level mm. of, of the conversation. Yeah. For the people who live here, and this is probably true with absolutely everything all the time anyway, but for the people who live here, there's so many complex levels mm. um, 
that come up when you start talking that are very sensitive, that are extremely sensitive. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to take this breath as a moment to move on to the next photograph. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You and your beautiful voice. Sure. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the next image, <laughs> good, laughing is good. If we're laughing, we're doing it right. The next image is called uh, listening versus hearing. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the image is, and feel free to cough as loudly as you need. I'm not coughing. Okay, okay. No. Okay. I'm assuming that's your hand. It and, is my hand. Okay. Holding up a construction made out of what looks like to be paper, mm-hmm. like a sort of brown paper. And it's a 3D construction. So let's just say I was making on a computer a 3D rendering of what an ear could look like in the kind of, not in the hyper real, but in the more kind of like little boxy shaped panels or whatever. Um, that's kind of what it, would, <clears throat> what it would look like. But here it is. So the size of the sculpture is about, uh, let's just say as big as a loaf of, a large loaf of bread. And what's neat is the light that hits the ear gives it extra shape. So it's a 3D ear to begin with, but it gives it extra shape. And the angle that it's being held at, like the background, is a whole bunch of these like older looking um, Hong Kong style walk-ups that have like maybe 10 floors or something. And it's almost as if somebody's holding up the ear of one of these buildings is metaphorical ears or whatever. But it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting sculpture. It's an interesting image. Did I notice that ear on the wall? Uh, yeah, I think you did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, listening versus hearing. Mm. So, when my husband and I were first married, I one day had an argument with him. Surprisingly, mm. you mm. know, married couples do argue. They do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's Cantonese, and he told me, "I said you're not listening to me," and he said, "I hear you." It's the same word in Cantonese. Teng is is mm. listening and hearing. Mm. Now, I mean, obviously, there's subtleties. And he was trying to win an argument semantically. Sure. Um, and, but it made me think a lot over the years about how we hear so much, yeah. but we rarely listen. Okay. I'm listening to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and doing work with Hong Kong stories and the storytelling work that I do with the community that we have around that, um, one of the th- principles that we teach when we're teaching storytelling to people is that the most important person in the room when you're telling a story is your audience. It's never you. Sure. And that's the hardest principle to get across to people because they're like, I have a message. I have something to say. And it's hard to get around people that if your audience is not interested or not with you, then you're just Mm -hmm. speaking to the void. Right, 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 (laughs) right, right, right. Absolutely. So... I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, a couple of days ago, and she said, oh, I was at this, she's, she's a foreigner as well, and doesn't speak Cantonese, but she's working in a Cantonese school, mm-hmm. and they had these lectures from the school officials that don't really have anything to do with day-to-day teaching, but they come in once a year and do these long, theoretical, this is how we should be teaching, and everybody has to go, all the teaching staff has to attend, yeah, yeah. and she turned to her colleague once and said, could you just translate the gist of it and her colleague apparently looked very shocked and slightly taken aback and uncomfortable and she said that means I have to listen (laughs) (laughs) 
like I have to tell you what's going on. I have to actually right, be listening. Right, I'm not right, listening. Right. I hear it, but I'm not listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think we are spending a lot of time with everything that's happened in Hong Kong, um, listening only to ourselves and not um, hearing hearing only our own voices and not listening mm-hmm, to what's mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. us. And that goes back to identity and community and what I'm struggling with at the moment, trying to find a way of listening um, and do the storytelling in order to give a voice and right. be able to teach that. Um, but the more I listen to people's stories, the more I listen, li- want to listen to more stories sure. and want to give more <clears throat> platforms. So sure. As you know, you probably already guessed, I'm very excited about podcasting in mm-hmm. Hong Kong. And I'm mm-hmm. very excited about the explosion of podcasts that I can listen to in the English language because right. I'm not really great at Cantonese. Wow. Um, well, your Cantonese is years ahead of mine. So it's <laughs> respect. But that's that's what the ear is, and that ear is actually, it's filled with soundproofing foam, it and is. you can stick a little microphone in it. And when we have Hong Kong story shows, I tend to put it up on a stand with a little sign underneath it that says, "We are listening," and you can go up as an audience member either in the interval or after the show and give a review or talk about what you want. And I had this dream of being able to build a portable podcasting booth. Mm-hmm. with the giant ear that I can put on the back of a bicycle and cycle around Hong Kong and just let people talk. Wow, wow, Because wow. I, I feel like there's not enough spaces for people to be able to express how they feel and say what they want and give their opinion without necessarily... What's wonderful about audio is there's not necessarily a visual element to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It can be a lot more anonymous. Yeah. So I just, this is my dream. One day I'll have yeah. a, I'll have a little pedal podcasting booth and wow. I'll just cycle around and let people talk. I, I love that you're crazy looking, insane <laughs> looking, but that's so good. So let me describe. What's crazy looking about that? I don't understand. Nothing. No, just, no, no not at all. Look, everybody's bent. Everybody's a bit crazy. Everybody's a bit idiosyncratic and that's what makes it interesting, right? So everybody's stories. Are, so I, I, I think that's perfectly normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So you, the podcast, how old is the podcast? We started in 2016, but it didn't wow. really um, sort of, I didn't really put in much attention to it until 2017. The The reason behind it is not to get a large number of listeners mm. and things like that, but to really, it was so that our storytellers could, you know, play their stories for their mom. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> or somebody who's not in the rooms. We often, we sell out most of our shows, so somebody can't get a ticket. Well, your story will be up in the podcast. Amazing. So, Amazing. And it's been wonderful. We have, you know, over 170,000 downloads, so we're, wow. we're quite comfortable with I that. think, okay, so so <clears throat> here's my external uh, perception. That's my little brag, right? That was you, can brag, brag. you can brag. You should brag. People should brag. <laughs> Yeah, the podcast is amazing. We have a lot of fun with it, too. It does. I'm sure. No, you you listen to the podcast and you can hear the fact that there's an audience. Mm. And then do do all the episodes follow roughly the same format where you're the the kind of you introduce. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the host. You're not really in the way. You kind of sit there, Mm. you kind of sort of serve it up. And then the person, are they reading or they speak? It sounds like they're reading it. Um. We tell without notes. So they're okay. usually in front of a live audience nice. telling without notes. If you hear one that's that's without the audience behind it, it means something's gone wrong oh, with the okay. recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to lose the story. So sure. it's like this, do you do you record it with the flat, right. you know, no audience, or right. do you record it? Yeah. yeah so yeah. there's a few that are recorded without, and they sound much more like reading. Because sure. Okay. So maybe I fell on one of those, but mm-hmm. I, I listened to a few of them, and... For the people in Hong Kong, we understand how tumultuous it's been with the, with the protests and then with, 
with the big change of the security law and even people saying, ah, <clears throat> you shouldn't even say the S word or the SL <laughs> word. It's like that, that which shall not be named. So Voldemort, getting, Voldemort, yeah, Voldemort. Sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, so the people who, so getting people in a room and having them just tell their story, whatever it is, mm. in um, open environment, which is not threatening, which is safe, mm. It's extremely powerful and I, and really, really fun. Yeah, it's, it's, there you hear the people laughing. It's really it's great. It's so good that yeah. we have the so the kind of general idea of starting it was that the two guys who founded it were sick of people um, coming up to them and saying, "So, what do you do?" Right. Which is the first thing people usually ask sure, in Hong sure. Kong: right? well, it's "Where are you from?" Yeah, or yeah. "What do you do?" Yeah. And uh, they were like, we need something else. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. have this this venue where we're people get to know you through your stories. Sure. And if you're a multiple storyteller, some of us are. Yeah. Um, we had one incident where a friend of mine um, who didn't know this storyteller, who's, who was a multiple storyteller, kind of went up to her after the show and said, oh, hi, how you doing? And, and then she came to me afterward and said, oh, my goodness, I was so embarrassed because I forgot I didn't actually know her. Oh, right, she said, right, we've never right. met. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think that <laughs> happens. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful that you sure. can go up to somebody and say, oh, you know what? My husband eats apples in bed, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Which well, is very di- disconcerting, but is also, um, it's a great way of, I mean, I'm very friendly, so... You know, I definitely attack people all the time. Isn't it wonderful yes. to have that Canadian card <laughs> in some way? I'm just friendly and polite. Sure. Yeah, we, we, it's just this, this license to be able to talk to anybody. Sure. And if they go, what are you all about? You say, I'm Canadian. They go, oh, okay, that's normal. Right, then. right, 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 right. <laughs> that's good. I, I have never used that one, but now I no, will. Oh, it's a, it's a, I lived in England for a number of years. Oh. And it, it was my passport to being nice. able to be... Um, not have to follow the social sure, norms yeah, of you yeah, know, yeah, not speaking yeah. to people. So um, oh, there's so many places to go. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we're going to move on to the next photograph. Yeah. Uh, the next photograph is, well, why don't you describe it? It's the bias of safety, I've titled it. <laughs> and it's, it's me in a dress that I made. I make all my clothes for the summertime um, because I, I decided, yep, you made that the dress? dress I'm wearing right now, it's actually, beautiful. I make the same dress over and over again. But it's beautiful. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. I teach people how to make this dress in this studio, too. It's it wouldn't look easy. good on me. I look bad You'd in a dress. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Dresses aren't good. I'm really good in skirts. I don't look very good in dresses. Well, maybe you just haven't tried the right one. Um, sure. <laughs> so it's a dress I made. Um, I bought a bunch of fabric. It was all really exciting. I couldn't decide which color I liked the best, so I just stitched it all together. So it's kind of a rainbow. Mm. Um, and I'm in my very brand new, very exciting, uh, sparkly pink roller skates. Yes, old school. <laughs> not the not the ro- not the roller blades, but not the roller, roller skates. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psh. <laughs> roller We're not blades. here to play hockey. Okay. So I recently uh, took up roller skating. Nice. Um, it took me a long time to decide to take up roller skating oh. um, because I'm not very coordinated mm-hmm. or sporty. Okay. <laughs> really good at riding a bike, but I can't, right. um, not great at core and balance and, you right. know, all that sort of essential stuff for roller sure. skating. Sure. But I really liked the idea of having a t-shirt with like a 
kick-ass name on it mm. and I felt like I had to actually engage in the sport to be able to do that oh okay so you actually made it like a proper okay <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm, we're, I'm working on logo okay we've gotten together a posse of other people who are like oh I'd like to try posses are good posses <laughs> yeah. are really good we've, we've decided on a name oh this is for this is this is very Hong Kong of you yes okay <laughs> We haven't got a logo yet, but I'm sure we'll be there soon. You need a good name. We're called the, at the moment, we have, this is the one we're settling on at the moment, we're called the Eye Rollers, like mm-hmm. lowercase <laughs> i, capital R. Nice. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I, I've told a few different people in my life I'm going to take up roller skating. And I get a lot <laughs> of... Um, prepare them. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of, of kind of, oh my God, it's really dangerous. So you can see in the picture, what? I'm wearing okay. the full gear. Okay, so okay. you had knee pads, elbow and pads. My husband took this picture, so okay. that's why I look really action awesome. Sure, sure, sure. He's really good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choose your photographer wisely. No, of course, of course. <laughs> this makes me look like super competent, but really I'm, I'm mostly like wobbling around with my arms out and falling over a lot. Okay. And all the kids, and this is in like a football pitch near my house, all the kids, of course, are on roller blades and right. rolling around, no protective equipment right, whatsoever. right, right. Um, which I'm constantly laughed at for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's me, this giant woman in the helmet and pads sure, and sure, everything. Sure. <laughs> and sure. I carry my gear down because I don't feel safe enough to roller skate <laughs> on the street. But Let's it's a, learn somewhere. Look. It's a, exactly right. It's a challenge and it's something that I kind of thought, oh, roller skating looks really cool. And I put it off for years because it right. looked really dangerous as right. well. And what if I hurt myself? And what mm. if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what yeah. if? So I'm trying to not play safe mm, because mm-hmm. carpe fucking diem. Yep. Um, we've only got one life. That's and the point of the podcast. We do yes. not have enough time to be afraid of things. I agree. It's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't sure. have enough time. Yeah, yeah. Every day that goes by is a day that's slipping away from sure. me. Yeah, I Fill hear it you. up. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm listening. Yes. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> so I decided to take a roller skating and I, I went to the, um, there's a really great roller skating shop in, in, um, Causeway Bay. Okay. And I went in with a friend of mine. We were having coffee together. I'm like, you want to come buy roller skates with Moral me? And she's support. like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we went in. Of course, everybody who does roller skating is really young. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and like, who cares? Like, so cares, I, yeah. I go in and, yeah. and, the, the shop lady is like, so which roller skates do you think you want? And I'm like, those shiny pink ones. Yeah. So they're kind of like iridescent pink. Nice. They're awesome. I'm sure. The other ones were like tan and yeah. green and white. No, I mean, you who make has a, white roller skates? It depends <laughs> what you're wearing above the roller skates, I guess. Shiny pink. <laughs> okay. okay. No, look, it says something for sure. It's and part then, of your brand. And then she goes, oh, well, you better try them on. So, okay, fine. I, I try them on. I'm sitting on the bench and I go to stand up and I put my hand on the no. wall. Okay, yeah. I almost sent you this picture. Okay. I put my hand on the wall to stand up and turns out it wasn't a wall. It was like a, a cupboard door that yeah, was open, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't paying attention, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So I immediately no. like fell you hard, on <laughs> hard, right on my ass. <laughs> And I had amazing, a bruise, amazing. and this is almost the picture that I sent you, like yeah, this yeah, big. Yeah. It, she's using and, her hands to show the size of like a, a large orange, a very and the, big. The color of this black pop filter, like yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. black. Okay, okay. Um, and I bought the roller skate. Okay, so she's like, "So are you a beginner?" <laughs> This is your first no, time. she was. She was like, "Oh, you yeah, know, of course, of course. I'm not going to make you know." I don't. I'm she not going to touch her. She's too big. <laughs> yeah. And I feel enormous and huge. And she's like, "Just go up and down a little bit." And I'm like. Okay, I'd really like to humiliate myself. 
<laughs> in the space of my own. I'd like to know, by the field. way, you, you know, we're making reference to you being so big. I think you're like five foot six or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, you're not I'm actually just under five foot six. Yeah, no, but you know, it's Hong Kong, and as, I know, I know. As a woman, I often feel enormous here. Right. You know. Right. Okay. Um, so okay. <laughs> you often go into shops yeah. shopping here. No, for sure. And and the ladies will say, "Oh, it's free size. Oh, no size for you. Sorry, too big." Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's exactly. normal. And I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I don't feel hugely conscious about my overweightness, but right. I do feel oftentimes that I'm just quite big. But darling, you're not overweight. You look just fine. <laughs> I'm fine with you my look, weight. I am totally as big fine. as I am. You are just perfect the way you are. <clears throat> I am the way I am, and. You know, I'm not changing that for anybody, I've, but I I'm often feel like yeah, sure. my environment is yeah, not necessarily yeah. built for somebody sure. my size. No, I gotcha. I understand. I, understand. <laughs> I, I cut my scalp on things all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I'm not even that tall. So to pay attention to the wording, the bias of safety, because as an artist, you title you titling things I know is something <laughs> that you think about, right? Even if it's a throwaway. But uh, why bias? Because... <clears throat> We have a bias towards safety. Mm -hmm. We have a bias towards keeping things the way things are mm. because it's safe and predictable. Mm. What's COVID and, and the protests and oh, things like shit. that yeah, taught yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taught us that, you know, change is... Scary. Yeah. It's, it's scary, but it's also something that you can't always control. And yeah. you can't always write the narrative. And that bias towards safety is what keeps us saying... Let's just keep things the way they are. Let's just right. go back to normal. Right. Well, normal's broken. Let's make a new normal. We can improve things. We can improve our health. We can improve our communities. We can improve how we look at the world. Mm -hmm. We can improve our, you know, our environment. We can improve things around us. No, we gotcha. have that power yeah, and yeah. we often go towards the bias of safety instead. To quote and rhyme, if I may, just came up to me right now in my head. Let's turn to Marcuse for our excuse, which is, you know, as an artist, he said the artists are the ones who will specifically go around and Im imagine an alternate way of being. And all these things on the wall, on the floor, on your studio, <laughs> the, the podcast is, a, is an excuse to imagine a new way of being and um, yeah, the bias of safety of keeping things the way they are. Mm. Although life is about change and, mm. and danger and all that stuff. Take up roller skating. Sure. Get the shiniest ones that you want. Yeah. Wear your dress when you're going. For sure. So you can wear your safety equipment, even if children laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple of kids who they see me and they're just like, we're going to play on the other side because <laughs> so we know you, you can't stop. So you have a rep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you're still like, going out. I can't stop. You need to get out of my way. But just <laughs> I'm big. You're little. I will crush you. <laughs> but you're getting better. I'm getting better. You yeah. see? I'm learning to stop. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Day by day, a little step you're at losing, a time. But that, you're losing the whole, the, the beauty and innocence to competency because the incompetent have the excuse of I can do whatever the fuck I want because Isn't it I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. My whole life I've been quite incompetent at 90% at of my life. I'm looking at your walls. As far as art is concerned, <clears throat> there, I don't see incompetence. I see I appreciate that. amazing work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Appreciate that. There's some things that I feel competent about, but then, you know, you only have to step a, a half step to one yeah. side 
and I'm in a different medium or I'm, I'm painting with a different paper. I'm yeah. choosing a different and I'm now incompetent again. Which is a great place to be. So I can narrow my focus and only do one thing. Yeah. Or I can go, fuck yeah. it, let's yeah, try yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think we talk we talk a very similar language, <laughs> you and I. I think we all understand each other. Um, <laughs> when do we move to Boston? <laughs> I don't know. Is that Boston? I have no idea. I thought I was being French. Okay, let's move on. Oh, okay. okay so <laughs> The next photo, yeah. shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a photograph of a woman wearing a a paper crown on her on her short hair. Uh, dare I say this woman is you? It is me. Because yes. with with contacts or just you're just not wearing your glasses. I'm just not wearing my glasses. Okay, yeah. so you're looking to the left. So you're in profile. It's a photograph. Um, that's okay. Thank you. No, and I, just, I just think you'll 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 get the image better if I turn the paper so it's sure. directly on you. Okay, you're wearing a nice blue. Well, so the image itself is printed rather warm. Um, so the colors are quite. the The background is a, like a wall that could be white, but because of the image tone, it looks uh, very warm. Uh, your skin looks very warm. Your expression is is almost not recognizable because you're a smiley person, and in the photograph, you're just very neutral. So, in does your it, ears, does it remind you of anything as a Canadian? That was well, the the Queen for sure, in some ways, okay, on so the dime. D- does this? Is it yep, a dime? Mm, yep. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. okay. Or on on our coins. Yeah, one of our coins, sure. <laughs> From various hist- parts of history. Uh, and the fact that you have a like a Bluetooth headset. Well, you've the Queen be listening was... to podcasts. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, so walk us through this photograph. What what is the? And it's called the social construct. Yeah, I've I've titled this for this talk. It's called the Co- social construct, and and this is the uh, King George the Fifth diamond diadem that the Queen wears in all of her official portraits, and she oh. uses for opening Parliament. Oh, and I've taken that and I've copied it in paper. Ah, okay. And I've cut it out. So I do a lot of paper cutting these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cut it out, and um, I made a priceless object out of you know nothing material sure. okay yeah, yeah. and so i've been working with this idea of making priceless objects and recreating them out of something that is is not because part of the social construct is that this diamond diadem and this this queen who's you know one of the last main heads of state that is is recognizable around the world you know mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. symbolism and sure, everything sure. um and I don't have a strong... By birth and, yeah. no, and no merit. But yeah, well, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Not that I'm saying she's incompetent, but yeah. it's, not, it's not like she was born and she earned anything. Like she was the, born, there's into a, the, the born into the queenhood, but also has spent a lifetime in service. Yeah, that is yeah. something that I don't think we'll see again. Yeah, okay. Can, so there's, yeah. There's, there's a bit of, okay, you have to admire the, the hard work that goes into, you know, what she does, yeah. but also, you know, being born anyways this is that's another topic entirely but um i don't have strong feelings either way okay. about the queen of england but she's the queen of the country that i right. originally come from and hong kong has a history with the british sure. monarchy and this sort of stuff so um plus who doesn't love a fucking crown i mean i want to wear tiaras all the time right my everyday tiara is you know I've got tiaras all over the place. You do? Okay, okay. And I've made um, a bunch of different crowns and things like right, that. I, I, right. I make them out of found objects. Yeah. And 
Um, there's super fun. Yeah. Wearing tiaras is no, awesome. No, for sure, for sure. Right. There's an, even an international tiara day. Really? There is. I can't remember what day it is exactly. I think it might actually be May 25th or 24th, okay. somewhere around Queen Victoria's birthday. Right, right. Um, <laughs> as an English Canadian, I know that one because we okay. have the day off. <laughs> but you know, I'm a Canadian from Montreal, so we say, uh, you know, who's so the So you guy? say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> two fingers up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, uh, um, so, so I'm wearing this crown because... Uh, in my travels and in my life, I've learned that that social construct and that um, that we have all these ideas of how we tell ourselves in our heads stories of how the world is. Yes. And a lot of those times, those stories are bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm wearing this crown. I'm posing deliberately to look like the queen on right, a stamp or right. the coin or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is the, the classic pose. Sure. I've, I've, I've chosen this crown for that reason. And I, I'm... I, just reminding myself that, you know, if you decided one day, not in a crazy way, I'm Napoleon now, but if you decided one day that, you know, I, I think I'm just the same level, sure. just the same importance, mm. then you are because there's nobody else in the world who can tell you your worth other than yourself. Right, right, You know, right. We, we spend our times um, gathering other people's applauding or accolades or things like that but if you yourself don't feel like you're worth it then you're not yeah so and the social construct is is constructed to keep us all working in a way that benefits quite a small number of people (laughs) sure sure definitely a concentration Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and again it's the bias of safety Okay. It's the bias of safety again. The social construct keeps us within an environment. And I think that we have the ability as human beings, I trust people to make some pretty damn good decisions if they're allowed to take off some of that social construct. Okay. To to shed some of the burden that we have around identity and sexuality and class and yeah. whatever else yeah, yeah. you race and whatever sure. else you've got there just fucking it's all bullshit it's all Const- it's, it's a construct it's all, yeah yeah of course it's constructed and yeah. not necessarily by you but you participating in it are part of you're you're like a brick in the wall you're holding up a little piece and sure. that doesn't mean that you have to walk away from it and it needs to be anarchy but recognizing which parts of the construct you're allowing in okay. and not allowing in is hugely freeing. Well, okay, so to to use a diving board and jump off of there, um, <laughs> just in terms of what you've said and stuff to kind of connect it. So, so in a sense, like with your art media, you, the, the materials you like to work with, mm-hmm. by limiting them and knowing them very well, you know how far you can go and also when and how to kind of break outside of that. So almost in a sense, like the better you understand the wall and your place as a brick within it and all this stuff or within the social construct, the better you understand those forces and dynamics, the better you can design and fuck around with them. Like basically manipulate them or... Oh, absolutely. um, How could you build um, something unique and beautiful and and everlasting if you don't understand the pieces and where your place is in it but how can you build something different and unique to you if you also don't recognize that you are a different and unique person yourself so 
one of the, the what's interesting <clears throat> to me is the choice of the artwork I see. You're laughing. <laughs> well, first of all, you're you're just a little bit of everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's so much. It's like eye candy all over the place, and you use it a bit. Use the space a bit, like as a kind of a, as a gallery, because mm-hmm. some of the work is displayed as a group, and some of the work is kind of more sort of fractured, like a dolphin here, a beaver there. Um, but listening to like uh, transcending time in terms of the work that you're making, mm-hmm. yet the material you're, you're using is is like watercolor isn't that permanent or like for example working with fabric Mm. fabric and fashion turn over very quickly right exactly that's why you should make your own clothes okay 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 (laughs) that's why when you find a dress pattern that you really like you should just reproduce it okay okay but the way fashion seems to evolve over time what? No, fashion doesn't really change that much. The colors, know. the patterns change. This this dress that I'm wearing today is is a basic shift dress. Right. It literally hasn't changed in hundreds of years. Okay, okay. So okay. you put sleeves on <coughs> and you lengthen or lower the, the hemline, you add darts into it, you but it's the same thing. Right. It's right. just cloth that covers your body. Sure. So sure. You know, make it yours. Listening to one of your uh, podcast episodes mm. it was the one the most recent one uh, it's like the sex episode in a way like the, <laughs> this indian fellow describing the first time he masturbated which was actually you know very humorous followed by a, a woman from singapore he's pakistani oh he's pakistani <laughs> yeah. okay, okay and then uh the woman from singapore ended up living in finland, finland yeah. yeah and then basically going into so from a very conservative space going into these like massive saunas where everybody's naked yeah, dress, clothing, it's just... Isn't it? It's just amazing how much... Uh, like Speaking it, of constructs. Yeah. From religion to clothing, yes, absolutely, totally. You know, how much do we make judgments about people about how they're dressed? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want you dress for the job that you want. Right, right, you, right. Oh, she, her skirt's really short. Oh, right. she's revealing too much. Sure. Um, oh, they can't play at Wimbledon because they don't have all white clothing. Right, right. Like, right. I mean... It's, yeah, it's it's it's, abs- it's uh, in it's many ridiculous. ways it's absurd. Like like if you look at uh, the the um, the, so- the constructs, the social constructs, we're fundamentally primates, mm. and we have such complicated. And this is this actually works into the work I do in in service leadership, service mm. network leadership, is this idea that we have all these rules <clears throat> that we can design and ignore and change and whatever. But ultimately, if we step back and say, wait, wait a second, like. Which I which fits very well with the sauna, right? A bunch of people just naked together in a room, and just you're like after a while, you're just like, okay, it's nudity, but. Well, we we have in the studio. We have a life drawing class every Tuesday night. Okay. So we hire a live model to come and pose for us, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that a lot of my friends who are not artists, and they find that really weird, and you get all these comments about, oh, my boobs would be hanging really low, or you know, what if somebody bent over? Yeah, I can see my asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and. As an artist, like we're the people, you can tell the artists in a in a crowd at a sports stadium if there's a streaker because we're the ones looking for a pencil, right? You know, we're the one going, oh damn, I put my pencil here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you slow down a little? Could you just yeah, just just stand there? <laughs> um, but we have a different relationship with the human body. Mm. 
And it's it's strange even how complicated that is sure. in itself and how we've had a lot of conversation in the last couple of years, uh, the last year or so, about should our model wear a mask? So right. every all of our sketchers, all of our artists wear a mask. But you put a mask on the model and it changes For sure. what's For sure. happening in the room. You put yeah. clothes on the model. Partially clothed model is very different than a nude model. That's interesting. Because actually that's where your eye in, ends up kind of fixating and it, on. It it's... somehow has some kind of sexual connotation that comes along with it. Right, right, right. That is unintended, but inevitable. Right. As soon as you clothe or put something onto something, the human okay, being. Something, okay, yeah, yeah. Now there's a narrative that's not about the body itself. That's interesting. It's now about the clothing or about what that means. Right, right. You know, you get a naked person and you give them a sword. It changes what you're well, saying. Well, of course. <laughs> or like, even even a, even just holding on to a pencil or a stick or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it changes what happens. You put a hat on somebody yeah. and they pose nude and it's different than if it. they are posing. Um, there's a There's a really great picture here created by a local artist um, where she's taken a picture of a couple naked in TST along the promenade, but they're wearing their masks. But they're actually, they were actually naked? Yeah. Okay. But they're wearing their masks. Sure. So it's, you know, they're masked up, they're safe. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're following the rules. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And, I, I, and, and to be fair, I think in, in Asia, nudity has several shame elements that aren't that are missing oh it's just different kind of nudity and okay, it's yeah, it's yeah. only it's only recent i mean okay. people have had a complex relationship with the human body sure right sure now, sure since we had consciousness so okay. yeah <laughs> and uh different kinds of nudity were right, different right, right. things you know think about um the i don't know if you've ever seen the chinese kids who have the split pants so they have a split in their pants so that when they need to go to the bathroom, okay. as little infants, like okay, very yeah, small, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young kids, then they yeah. can just squat over and, and go to the bathroom right, and right, you right. don't need to change diapers and right. do it, which is much more environmentally friendly, right. but not necessarily environmentally happy sure. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> for the people living there. But it's it's a different yeah, idea yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. that's normal. But if we were to let small kids run around Hong Kong with no, no pants on, that would be a different thing. Yeah, entirely. I know. They'd... The relationship that we have with nudity is is very strange. Yeah. Um, I had an experience that really brought this to my forefront of thinking. About 10, 15 years ago, I was living in Tinhao, and we always, my husband and I always cut down the alleys because, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. streets are often really busy and we're both fast walkers and, and rather than getting neat, annoyed at people, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. super cool, right? Yeah. So we're walking down this alley and it was a T alley. So it, it was one direction and then it had a T junction. And it's New Year's Eve. And we're coming home. It's quite late. So it's probably New Year's Day by now. <laughs> and we're coming home. And we, as we get to this T-junction, this man emerges who's naked. Okay. He's wearing his shoes. Okay. He's naked. He's wearing and his shoes. He's wearing his shoes. Because okay. Hong Kong. Yeah, it's stay clean. Dirty. Yeah, it's stay clean. Yeah. <laughs> and a mask, probably. Okay. Well, no, no. Because okay. it's long before uh, okay, masks okay, okay. were a thing. But he had Y-front underpants in his hand. And when he spotted us coming down the alleyway, he took his underpants and he held them over his face. And I thought... <laughs> you know, my reaction would that, have been yeah. to hold it over top yeah, of yeah, my yeah, private exactly, area. Exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. don't That's please don't look at my vagina. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but here, just don't associate my face with. That. Yeah, That's funny. But this man was so much smarter because yeah. I'm not going to really be able to pick out a penis in sure, an identity sure, parade, sure. but I could probably pick out his face. That's you right, know, right, so cover right. the part that's going to identify you. Right. Obviously, like that's, it's just that's that. really funny. I have been thinking the wrong way my whole that's life. That's true, that's true. My instincts are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's just so fascinating, especially now that we're wearing masks. Sure, 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 you sure. Know. Which is like that I find that okay, so really hilarious. I mean there's there's some ironies and and whatever in that a law comes out, you're no <laughs> longer allowed to wear masks in in any kind of group gathering. It's a law in Hong Kong, no wearing a mask. And then <laughs> One or two weeks later, okay, everybody has to wear masks because that's the safe thing to do. And it was just like... Not only do we have to, but we're not allowed to take them off until yes. the government tells us that we're allowed to. Exactly. So it's, like, it's this funny little, like, it's, if you've read Catch-22 <laughs> and you understand how silly the world can be, that's, that's a funny Absolutely little thing. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> I, I love, I absolutely, this for me is such a pleasure to oh. be in your space and talk shop. It's wonderful um, to have you here. Thanks. What can we say or what can you say to kind of inspire, incite, pull <laughs> forth a person who's kind of like, should I, shouldn't I, I haven't? Like why, as somebody who's an artistic person and you've gone, you've basically you've given yourself the permission to explore each time you have this idea, creative mm -hmm. idea. Some people don't have that because they haven't trained that. Right, they have this thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that would be kind of cool, but they wouldn't necessarily think, "Okay, I'm going to realize it." Whereas, as a as a creative person, you you're like, "I think maybe I'm going to make a, you know a different matchbox diorama for a year," which is a massive project, right? So, so how do you help somebody? And you've I guess you've done this with the Hong Kong stories. How do you help somebody overcome that hurdle? I try and do it with classes here too as much as I can or just getting people in to have conversations about things. Honestly, you tell people don't ever make something for somebody else. Right, okay. Make something because it helps you and it's something for you. And yet, you're making it for the audience. What you said before. Yeah, you tell a story. When, you, when you're telling a story, um, but a story is something that needs to be shared. You're yeah. still doing it for you. Sure. You're, you want to connect with the audience. Right. But the vehicle has to have the audience as the primary thing. That's who you're talking to. That's yeah, who yeah. you're talking to. Yeah. But sometimes the audience is only you. Okay. So yeah. if you're really hesitant, because most people are hesitant because they feel like they don't have anything to say or they don't have any anything valuable to give or somebody told them they were bad at art or nobody values art in their, right. their life. But it's just this hugely creating mm. anything is powerful. Creating anything at all is, is a huge weight off your mind, yeah. off your body. Sure. Um, it allows you to say something, even if it's never seen by anybody, mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It allows you to say something and go, I, I like that. And Beautifully said. <laughs> One of the things that is really funny about uh, podcasting, which you've 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 experienced, uh, translating what you record in the room and then into a podcast, the audience comes out, which is nice. But what I, I want to share and, and sort of comment on, mm -hmm. and we can end on this or not, but it's just that, that that as you're saying these words, your face is just so alive and <laughs> so radiant and. You, I, you actually believe what you're saying. Like there's a complete, perfect alignment of what you're saying. Like I believe you. you know? I, I do believe what I'm saying. I don't have enough time on this earth to do stuff that I don't believe in. Mm, so get some roller skates. Get some roller skates. Fall on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was a spectacular bruise. I really <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Do shit. Enjoy. Do shit and enjoy. Thank you. Shooting it wrong?